Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to this week's episode. I can't wait to share this topic with you today. We're going to be talking about planning for independent business success in 2023. Over the next five weeks, so including this week and the next four weeks, I'm going to be walking you through a five-part process for you to plan for the most success in 2023, the best year you've ever had yet in your independent consulting business. So we're gonna break this down into bite-sized pieces. You'll be able to go do the work in between episodes and really come out at the beginning of January, in the first couple of weeks of January, with a fully comprehensive baked out plan for you to have the best year you've ever had in your business. I can't wait to share this with you. This inspiration for this topic came from, I've been doing a few webinars for other organizations, such as MBO Partners and Umbrex. And this is such a hot topic, obviously, this time of year, if you're listening to this in the real time, in December and January, as we think about turning the calendar over. And I thought to myself, you know, self, I really need to share this with the podcast listeners, because while those other organizations are so phenomenal, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to speak to their audiences, you are here, and I want to share the very best with you, the only people I share even more with, and the very, very, very best are my private coaching clients. So you are here listening, and I want to give you the five-part process for you to plan for your business for next year so that you make it the best year yet. So that is what we're going to be doing. So this week, we're going to be focusing on part one. And then, like I said, over the coming weeks, I'm going to unfold each of the steps of the process so that by the end of this, if you keep up, you'll have a plan that you can execute against that sets you up for success in this coming year. Now, one caveat I will say, if you happen to not be listening to this in the real time and is sometime in the future in, let's say, June or August, doesn't matter, don't tune out. Listen to these episodes, these five episodes. You'll be able to binge them at that point and put this into place. You can either do it looking back at the year to date, or you can do it looking back at the rolling 12 months. But I can assure you, whenever you do this process, no matter if it's in December or January or August, it doesn't matter because this is something that will set you up for success no matter what time of year it is. So with that, today I'm going to walk you through the five steps so you know exactly what the five topics are, and then we're going to dive in deeply into step one of the process. So those five steps to set you up for business success in 2023 
what I call the repeatable goal achieving framework that I've created specifically for independent consulting businesses. Those five steps are step one, assessing this past year, assessing to understand where you're at right now, just like you would be doing with your clients, probably in some form or fashion, assessing the current state. That's what we're this first step of this process. That's what we're going to focus in on today. Then step number two for next week, I'll give you a little preview, a little taste. Step two is to set your big goals, your overarching goals for the year. And I'll walk you through the details around that when we get to it next week. Then step three is to break it down, break down those big goals within several dimensions, three or four dimensions that I'll share with you. And then step four is to plan ahead for obstacles. Things are not going to go according to plan. So let's plan ahead that things are not going to go according to plan, partially to avoid it and partially to, you know, navigate through when those things happen. And then finally, we're going to set up a follow-through system for you. So this isn't a scenario. I know I've been in this scenario so often, and you may have too, where you create this beautiful plan, and then you literally never look at it again. (laughs) I've definitely done that so often, and I don't want you to fall into that trap anymore. I've been able to get myself out of that trap for the last four years, at least, if not longer. And I want to make sure you are able to do that too. So that's the big picture, the five steps to your best 2023 in your independent consulting business. And today we're going to dive in deep into step one, which is assessing 2022. Or like I said, if you're in the future, you might choose to assess year to date or year the last 12 months, rolling 12 months. So with that, let's talk about the agenda. The agenda for today is, number one, I want to talk with you about why are these assessments important. Don't go do the assessments just because I said to, although I do love people just doing what I say to do, I will have to admit, (laughs) just go do it. My family doesn't really appreciate that, but they're the ones who I'm always just kind of trying to order around. Anyway, I'm off track. I want to talk with you about why are these assessments important so that you either get to the place where you agree with me for either the reasons I share or your own reasons. And therefore, this becomes much more of a sticky process in your business. And not just one time Melissa told you to do this on the podcast so you felt like you should. And then you don't end up creating this as part of your repeatable business operating system. I don't want that to happen. I want this to be a new habit that you have implemented in your business because it's so effective. So that's anyway, why we're starting off with why are these assessments so important? And quite frankly, why do often we avoid doing them? Then, And with that, I'll share with you some examples. Then we're going to dive into the eight best topics that you'll want to assess for your business to give you a starting point in terms of what you want to be looking at. And then I'll share with you the three best questions you can be asking yourself and from what vantage point you would want to be asking yourself. And then we'll wrap it all up. So that is our agenda for today. 
before we get into the details, I want to encourage you to do two things to complement this episode. The first is go download the workbook that goes with all five of the steps that I'm sharing with you. It's called the Yearly Planning Process for Independent Consultants. You can go to my website, melissalieberman.com forward slash plan, melissalieberman.com forward slash plan download that workbook and then you'll have, you know, what you need to start completing today's uh, assessment work that we're talking about, a step, and you'll also get a preview of what the next four steps are as well. So go download that so you have the yearly planning process. And then the other thing I decided to do for fun is to offer 20-minute strategy calls where we can hop on a Zoom call talk about your strategy, what you've come up with once you've finished that yearly planning process. So go download the yearly planning process. As soon as you finish it, book one of these review calls. In 20 minutes, we're going to roll up our sleeves, really figure out for you where your blind spots might be, what else you might be want to consider for your goals for next year, where you might be playing it safe, where your opportunities are, and get my eyes on your plan. That is a free call, just something fun I want to do for at least uh, if the calendar is open. Again, if you're looking at this in the future, or quite frankly, if all the spots are taken, then that opportunity may need to wait for the opportunity for me to open it back up again. So I would recommend going and grabbing those spots. I've already had a dozen or so taken just from some webinars that I've done. So with that, I really um, highly recommend you go and book one of those 2023 goal review calls, strategy calls. Again, it's you and I talking through the strategy. That is not a consultation for my coaching. If you want a consultation for my coaching, that's a different link. We'll put both of them in the show notes. But the uh, 2023 goals review call is at icgoals.review. That is the URL. So the two letters, I C as an independent consultant, goals with an S, dot review. What a fun uh, domain. Instead of .com, I grabbed .review. That's so fun. As a an aside, if you do want to talk with me about coaching, and uh, private coaching. I do have a few spots opening up in January. So you can go to consultmelissa.com for that. Okay, so now that we've got those companion resources under our belt, let's start talking about why are assessments important for your business. I'll just use myself as an example to start with. I've heard about doing these assessments for a long time through, I love reading self-help and I love diving into all sorts of business books and constantly listening to podcasts and learning new things. Assessments are not anything new. This is something, you know, and quite frankly, you probably did this too in corporate. You would do some form of an assessment, a career assessment, a performance assessment. These are very common, right? But for a long time in my business, I avoided doing this kind of assessment work. And I just want to make sure you don't make the same mistake that I made. I made this mistake telling myself, I see that, you know, assessments are great, but I really don't have time for this. I have other stuff to do. And just pretty soon it'll be like February. And then 
all my good intentions went out the window and I would just say, well, now it's too late, so I'm not doing it. The other thing I would tell myself is, oh, I didn't track enough data to do an assessment on my business. I'll get better at that this year and start doing assessments you know, going forward. Those are lies. Both of those were lies. <laughs> those were lies. I lied to myself. And if you're saying these same things to yourself, those are lies. Not a problem. Not a bad person. We lie to ourselves quite frequently because that's how our brain is set up. So the truth of it is for me, and this might be the same thing for you, is I just didn't want to look at the assessments. I didn't want to do the assessment because I was worried I would be disappointed. I was worried I would feel inadequate. I was worried I would feel regret. And of course, if I'm worried subconsciously about feeling bad doing these assessments, of course, I'm going to find excuses not to do them that seem really logical and practical, right? And so you might be in that same boat too, telling yourself, I don't have enough data, I didn't track enough, I don't have enough time, all the things when in fact, if you're also a human, which I assume you are listening to this podcast, the truth of it is, we avoid these types of things because we don't want to feel bad. So knowing that, and just being having some grace with yourself, let's move forward. Let's move forward and say, you know what? I'm a business owner who's capable of feeling disappointed and doing it anyway. And that's ultimately what I did. I think for me, the initial com- internal conversation I was having with myself, the self-dialogue was, you know what? I'm a business owner who wants to take advantage of all of these data points that are available to me in my business so I can make better decisions moving forward. And I'm willing to feel overwhelmed and inadequate and disappointed in order to get that data for myself. That's when I finally started really treating my business as a business and not treating myself as, you know, just kind of a fly by night sort of consultants, treating this business and the process by which I was running it more seriously. I'm actually going to tell you how to have fun doing this assessment process here in a minute. So it doesn't have to be serious, uh, not fun. It can be serious and fun. So I'll tell you that here in a minute. But anyway, so I finally decided I'm going to go ahead and do these assessments that I hear from and read in so many of these different books are helpful. And Even though I didn't have necessarily all the data in place, I ended up realizing I had a lot more in place than I thought I had. I realized I made more money than I thought I had. I realized that I, you know, I was offering a couple of different services in my business at the point which I started doing these assessments. Now it's all coaching, private coaching. But before I was doing some combination of coaching and consulting. And when I really looked at the data, I was astonished at how wrong I was. I was operating off of the assumption that now I can't even remember at the time, but maybe 80% of my revenue or 90 was coming from consulting and 20% from coaching. And it was actually more like 50-50. I was shocked just because I was operating off of these assumptions And quite frankly, you know, what I thought was happening in my business that felt like a problem, that's just what I had kept cultivating in my mind without actually looking at the data. When I started this assessment process for myself, 
it opened everything up because then I could see the facts on the piece of paper and then I could start making different business decisions from that place. So hopefully that gives you an idea of where you might be feeling resistance to this idea of putting assessments in place in your business. And I'll tell you what those might will look like here in a minute and why they can be so valuable for you to really get into this practice of looking at the math of your business, looking at both the qualitative and the quantitative information that's available to you about what's working in your business and what's not working in your business, what you want to amplify, what you want to not do anymore, what you want to adjust, and being able to make decisions from that place of facts versus assumptions and whatever your brain made up. Because when left unattended, our brain always makes up these crazy stories about what's happening or not happening that aren't aren't usually true. Okay, so with that, now let me talk with you about an example from a client to also illustrate why these assessments can be so important in your business. So if you imagine just a continuum, so think to yourself like a line, right? A line that has uh, maybe two arrows on either end and, you know, as a continuum. And so I was working with a client and she was telling me all these things about her business. It was early on in our work together and telling me, you know, where her clients were coming from, where they weren't coming from, how much she was making, you know, all the basics of her consulting business. And so then I started asking more questions that were more, these were her interpretations of what was happening in her business, right? And so then I said, well, let's just look at the data. Look back and tell me how many clients have you already worked with? Look forward and tell me how much revenue have you already booked, but maybe you don't have the cash in hand yet. Tell me what your capacity and utilization numbers look like. And so as we worked together to put those frameworks in place, she was so surprised. She was so surprised about, in her mind, she thought, you know, at the time, I think this particular conversation happened in maybe April or something like that. She thought she was already behind with respect to her goals. She thought she was going to have to work even harder and create this huge pipeline. And when we got down to the the numbers of what had happened for her already, you know, just in those three months of her business, when we did this assessment, she realized she was almost completely wrong about almost everything. (laughs) She was wrong about what the kind of the dynamics of the clients were. They were actually shorter term engagements at multiples at a time. The pricing was was in a different place than she was thinking it was. She had generated more revenue than she realized. She uh, had booked more revenue that was um, not yet invoiced or paid that than she was giving herself credit for. She was essentially so much further along in her business metrics than she was giving herself credit for. I'll come back to that continuum in a minute, by the way. <laughs> then at the same time, she realized that if she was still going off of this idea that she had in her head that she was behind and she needed to book as much business as possible, that then she was going to be quickly overutilized and literally have nothing, no more hours left, working way more than she wanted to be working. So anyway, let me come back to this continuum. On the continuum, if you imagine this line, right, with the two arrows on either end, 
she's actually, let's say, three quarters of the way on the arrow, all the way three quarters. She was thinking she was only one quarter of the way on this continuum. You know, those little signs, you're here. It's like you're actually here, which is three quarters of the way against her goal versus where she thought she was, which was maybe like a quarter or a third of the way toward her goal. So again, doing an assessment is so important. And you might say, well, I'm really good with numbers. I'm really, I really have a command of my business. And that could be true. You might have a really good command of the actual numbers and facts in your business. But if you're like most independent consultants, you have a really big opportunity to become more in command of your qualitative, of the data that's qualitative. And I'll share with you the questions you would want to be asking yourself, both quantitatively and qualitatively here in a minute. Okay, so just to really pull this story together, think about it. Uh, I'll use some US-based terminology, but hopefully if you're a global listener, this will resonate with you. But think about it. If you're back in high school and you tried out for a sport, let's say basketball, and you made the junior varsity team, so that's kind of the the lower level, we'll just call it the lower level team. It's not the varsity team, it's the junior varsity team. You think you're operating your business kind of like a junior varsity team member, when in fact, if you look at the data, again, both qualitative or quantitative, you might actually be on a college or university team. You're completely at the wrong vantage point. And as a result, if you're doing that to yourself, which like I said, I've been there, I've done it. Independent consultants who are really far along in their business, I find are doing this. So no judgment if you're doing it. If you're doing it, what ends up happening is you make decisions from the wrong vantage points. If you think you're on the junior varsity team and you're actually on a D1 college university team, US uh, terminology, Think about it. What kind of what kind of decisions are you going to be making when it relates to pricing or the types of services that you are providing or the types of clients that you're working with or the capacity and utilization that you want to target? You're going to be making decisions from the wrong vantage point, from that junior varsity team member versus the D1 university team member. It's a completely different game that you might not even realize what game you're playing. So we want to make sure that you've got these data points, both from a qualitative and quantitative perspective, so that then you're setting yourself up with the reality that then you can build upon as you are deciding what you want to do for next year. So with that, hopefully I've convinced you how important these assessments are. I'm telling you, I used to avoid them at all costs with all excuses, and it's made the biggest difference in my business. Not just a yearly assessment, but assessing on a yearly basis, on a quarterly basis, and on a monthly basis. It's like a night and day tool. And I really, that's why I am so emphatic about explaining to you why this is so important from my perspective. So now let's talk about uh, what that assessment could look like for you. And we'll put these questions in the show notes. But the eight questions that I love to start with 
And then of course, you'll want to add more questions based on your business and your own intuition about what's important. But if a few ideas in terms of a few starting points, I should say rather, in terms of the quantitative questions are questions like, did you hit your 2022 revenue goal? Why or why not? Now, you might not have a revenue goal or you might have forgotten what it was. So answer that question. If you don't, why didn't I set one? And get really clear about that. The second question, did you take all the time off that you planned daily, weekly for the overall year? Ask yourself that question. You may not have actually set those parameters. So do your best based off what you think your intentions were. And then make a note that next year you want to get more clear on these things so that you can evaluate them quantitatively. Then ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how fulfilled were you this past year? Why? Why that number? What would make it a 10? Question four, what were your wins for the past year? And what was the impact on your business of those wins? Always start off with that good positive question before you move into the next one, which is what were the setbacks or disappointments that you had? And ask yourself, what was the impact of those setbacks or disappointments on your business? That question is so important because just listing off the setbacks and disappointments, we could do that all day long. But did they actually have an impact on your business? That's such an important follow-on question because then you know, is it did it matter that you had those setbacks and disappointments? Then ask yourself three other questions that are really simple, but very open-ended to give you so many data points on a qualitative perspective, or so many inputs, I should say, on a qualitative perspective. What went well? What didn't go well? And what do you want to do differently moving forward? Ask yourself those questions to get the ball rolling in terms of creating this assessment for yourself and a really good awareness of where you're at in a current state. Okay, then I said to you, I would share with you the three best questions to ask yourself. Now, this is something that's really important. Ask these questions from the perspective of the scientist and not from the perspective of the judge. We are not here to criticize ourselves or to feel like we should have done something differently or better or more correctly or whatever it is. That is not what we're doing here with respect to this entire conversation about assessments. What we are doing is getting data points that then can inform your future scientific experiments within your business. So those three best questions to ask yourself as you're pulling this data from your business and things like, what was my revenue? Did I hit my revenue numbers? The three questions are why, why not, and what's the impact? So it's always those follow-on questions, like I just shared with you. On a scale of one to 10, how fulfilled were you? Don't forget the follow-on questions, which are why, why is it that number? Why isn't it a 10? What's the impact of it being that number? And really dig deeper than just answering the questions on the surface. That's where you're going to get so much insight for yourself as you start planning out and using this as the baseline from which we're going to work on the next four steps here in the coming weeks. 
So with that, this is the first step of the process for you to have your best year yet as an independent consultant in 2023. Go download that workbook that I shared with you. It's at melissalieberman.com forward slash plan. Fill out the whole workbook the yearly planning process, and then don't forget to book your 2023 goals review with me at icgoals.review. And again, if this happens to be in the future, you're listening to this in 2024, go look at that link. It might still be there. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. Do not miss next week's episode where we're going to talk about you setting your big vision for your business. All right. I will see you then. Take care. Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business podcast. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.